Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Tomato's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new BBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experience development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach DeMeyer's podcast. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 84th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the sport performance coach for men's basketball at the University of Massachusetts, Josh Washington. Josh, thanks for being with us today, buddy. Appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Glad you're doing well. Glad we get a chance to catch up. And Mm -hmm. it's always great to see you, man. But before we get too far into this, who is Josh? Sure. uh, So who is Josh? Uh, currently strength coach here with uh, UMass men's basketball, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, throughout the career, you know, I've spent some time in Florida, back at home in Wisconsin, moved out to Cali, you know, going throughout my internships and things like that. Spent some time in the South at uh, Auburn, Alabama, getting my master's down there, spending time with the men's teams there. And then to here now at UMass, getting my first full-time gig. So, uh, who is Josh? I guess I would say full-time strength coach, full-time trash talker, part-time lifter, part-time basketball player. That, that'd be Josh in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that, dude. Full-time strength coach, full-time trash talker. That's great. Yep. <laughs> now, that, And people are going to sit here and be like, he's like one of those loud guys on the bench. But no, nah, it, it's trash talking back and forth with the guys, and that's what makes it yeah. fun. Yeah, trash talk back and forth with the guys. Um I, you know, you see, I see, you see them all the time and with basketball, you know, they kind of their persona and like that dynamic there. And like trash talk is a big part of the game. 
so for me, it's and growing up, me playing basketball, I've always trash talk, and it's cool as long as you could back it up. So for me, trash talking our guys, right? Like, oh, you're not in the gym getting the shots up. You know, if anybody sees my Instagram, like they see me posting me in the gym. And I was like, yeah, because I got to back it up at some point. Right? I just can't talk, talk, talk. They're going to say, I never see you getting shots up, coach. So uh, full-time trash talker just because I do enjoy it. It's fun. It's a way for me to bond with the guys. But, I mean, I've always done it also. So if you can back it up, it's all good. If you can't, you just talk and just talk. We call it chatting. So if you're just chatting, like, that's not good. I love that. If it's just chatting, it's not good. I love that. That's yeah. a great line. <laughs> might uh, I might be borrowing that when these guys start getting back here in the weight room. But there you go. <laughs> as as a guy who's been up and down the country and mm-hmm. you know been to some big time spots and doing great things up there in Amherst right now, I'm fired up for number one, buddy. So if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. For sure. So for me, early on, like a strength and conditioning. Um, for the listeners, I got my undergrad in sports management. So for me going into strength conditioning, like it was a different field for me completely, but I was teaching myself all these things, trying to learn it as much as I can. And from my outside looking in, like we see the strength coaches on TV, uh, most notably, like maybe like the football guys, right? So you see them like yelling, they're getting excited and there's different ends on the spectrum with strength coaches. So you have the guys who are like really loud and like vocal and there's nothing anything wrong with that. And then you got the guys who are maybe a little bit more calm and demeanor and not so vocal in that regard. And for me, I think I'm somewhere in between. But when I first got into strength conditioning, I thought I had to be like a loud in your face, macho type of guy. And I just wasn't me. Like growing up where I'm from, like if I was yelling at a guy's face, like I, <laughs> he'd probably punch me. But um the epiphany I had was early in my career, I was interning at Stanford University under uh, Corey Schlesinger. Uh, he's the men's basketball strength coach at the time. Now he's with the Phoenix Suns. But uh, learning early on, like I thought I had to be a certain way. And Corey, either he knew or he just saw like I wasn't like showing who I really was. And he just said, yo, Josh, like if anything you're doing is crazy, he said, be yourself. He said, trust me, like it'll go a long way. Like your guys, like they'll respond to you better. He said, but the biggest thing, like when you, if you fake it and they notice it and they catch it, like you already lost them. He said, you're better off being yourself. So if that's a corny dude, be corny. You know, if you're loud and macho, like be that too. He said, but whatever it is, be yourself and then show your personality. And I I knew what he was saying, but I didn't have the aha moment until we're uh, going through a warm up, and he lets me run the warm up with the guys. And I like I like to crack jokes. Like that's just, that's kind of my thing, Jay. So we're going through the warm up. I think we were doing like some ham floss, like some stretching, dynamic stretching. And I said, ooh, real flossy. I said, way to, get, way to get real flossy or something like that. And all the guys start laughing. So, Corey, if you're listening, I know you remember this story, but all the guys start laughing. And I'm like laughing to the point, Jay, where like they stopped doing the warm up. Like they thought it was mad funny. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I kind of turned and look at Corey because I'm thinking he's going to be upset. The guys weren't warming up. And Corey's laughing. So, like, that was my aha moment. I was like, oh, okay, I can be myself. And, like, this is still normal. And from that point on, Jay, I think just looking at that point, moving throughout my career, I got more comfortable, like, in my own skin. And I think that helped me. All right, I think I had the present just because, like, my stature and stuff like that. But I think that helped me as far as, like, find, like, my niche or, like, who I am as a coach and just being able to express that. So that was my big moment there because you read the textbooks. You know, they do the whole fake it till you make it. So I'm watching other coaches like, oh, I have to act like that. Like, that's not really me. <laughs> but just Corey saying, like, yo, be yourself. And then actually understanding what that meant and then seeing it actually happen. And I was like, at that point, 
I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable with who I am and I'm like, oh, I got this. Like, I could talk to anybody, but I think early on, like, I just thought I had to fill a certain persona, like, even though it wasn't me. And like, now I'm me, I'm Josh. I still talk jokes, right? I still trash talk, I still crack the jokes, but I'm still a strength coach. Guys are still training. It's still important to me. It's just, I don't have to be in your face and yelling about it. I can just take a different approach to it. So I guess with that epiphany, epiphany, it just goes down with the cliche, you know, it's a million ways to skin a dead cat. Yeah, and I think too, and I don't know, maybe it's just because we're in basketball that I say, especially in basketball, because it's this is who we deal with. But yeah, these dudes can see through it when it's not you. Like, like I've got guys. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, like I've got guys that like they'll just walk around the weight room and just yell, "Stop, stop, stop!" Jay's in a bad mood. Jay's in a bad mood, and it's just like, yeah. okay, that means I can't be a, a jerk today because they're they're seeing through this like this crap so yeah and like we're all human right seriously and we're all human so like my our guys like because i'll get my attitude here and there too and i notice when i catch it so i tell them i say like hey today not the day like you get i'm gonna give you a warning i'm like you get one warning so i've told them like several times like i gave them a heads up off the jump and they still were like joking around doing the warm-up so after I snap on them, they get quiet and they're like, oh, Josh is mad now. I'm like, well, yeah, but I told you ahead of time I was mad. Like, you got an opportunity. You know, I say, but you guys weren't locked in. So now I have to snap on you. Now you guys get locked in off because of it. But I'm like, I don't want to snap on y'all. But if you're not taking it seriously, like sometimes you got to nip it in the bud. So it's funny because they, I mean, these kids, like they're young, but they're so smart and they pick up on everything. But yeah. uh, no, that's yeah. definitely like you said. They see it and it's like, nope, got to start over. Jay's upset. Josh is upset. Nope, can't, can't, can't go out like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. It is funny, man. But listen, dude, it, I mean, to figure these things out, to come to these learning situations and, and to grow, you got to be willing to ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to number two. If Josh could ask one question and he knows he's going to get the answer to it, what would that question be and why? So... I, and I, this one I gave the most thought, but I think my question would be, is there life on other planets? And the reason why I asked that, because, you know, it's outside the rack, but the reason why I asked that, I wanted to ask that question and why is because I feel like if we get that answer, it would address a lot of other questions as far as like, I think a couple of years ago, people were, were trying to storm Area 51, like that was a big thing, because you want to know, right, like, what are you, what is out there? Um, SpaceX is another thing, like, people get into investing in stocks and stuff like that. Like there's a big ongoing, like, uh, I guess buzz you can say as far as like space travel, just wondering, could we sustain life on another planet? And my question was, is there life already on other planets? Just cause I think as strength coaches, right? Like we're all, I think scientists and I think we all scientists by default. And I think you, you want to try things to see if it works and you go back to the drawing board, things of that nature. But, in the same token, it's like, how can you not question like other life on another planet? And I think on a broader term, we live in our solar system, right? In the Milky Way galaxy, it's small, but like we all realize there's a greater world out there. But I don't think anyone ever addresses the question like, well, is there? Like we want to know, but it's like, do you really want to know? So I think my question is, is there life on other planets? Because I want to know that. And then uh, also, what was the other question I, I think was stemmed from that? it would stem from like religion and just like evolution and things of like too. Cause I think the science has one thing as evolution than religion, you know, it's a little bit different, but uh, 
I mean, those are two different rabbit holes you can go down. But I think my question would be, is there life on other planets? I want to know the answer for like a definitive answer. I think I have one in my mind, but I just want something conclusive. I would be petrified if the answer was actually yes. Just because I'm like a sci-fi movie nerd. Same. Like, <laughs> like, so like sitting there and being like, you know, like those type of things are like an escape for me because you can just like basically uh, turn it off. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is just neat and entertaining and cool. But now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, Thanos might really be out there. Not it, I'm right. Because like, <laughs> I think about all the time, I'm like, nowadays technology and how smart people are, I think if they really wanted to find an answer out, they could, but maybe subconsciously somewhere deep down inside, buried in there, it's like, no, you really don't want to know. You don't want to peel back that layer and find out what's really underneath there because like you said like i'm into the sci-fi like i think of movies like interstellar or arrival and stuff like that i'm like man this is really interesting like i really want to know like is there other life forms like and i think that's just me naturally being curious but uh yeah i, don't, I mean i terrified would probably be an understatement because i'd definitely be terrified to find an answer to it if it, if it is into the big yes because it's like okay well yes and it's like well now what who knows yeah, I guess it would open up some neat stuff, though, right? Like, we would be able to, you know, maybe it's worth all of these things and trying to find a way to get to Mars, like, you know, like Joe Rogan and, uh, oh, my gosh, how am I drawing a blank with what his name is? Uh, Neil, Neil uh, Degrassi Tyson, is that who you're thinking of? No, the the Tesla guy. Why am I, like... Just like smacked in the face. Oh, the Elon, rich... Elon. Yeah, Musk, Elon Musk, yeah. the richest guy on the planet. Can't remember his name. Oh, have another one. Um, but anyway, like how they were talking, he's like, "Yeah, we can, we can live on Mars, and we're gonna live on Mars." Like, and, he, and Elon's just talking about this, like, "Yeah, it, it might rain tomorrow, but you know, we could, we're gonna live on Mars." It's like, bro, yeah. what? We're gonna live where? Like, I don't, I don't know if I would want to like move back above the mason dixon line because of winter and you're talking about living on mars like like that and i don't know why my mind went here with it jay but just i'm thinking like the the time travel to get there i'm like i don't like being in a plane like over a certain long amount of time like i don't know what a spaceship looks like traveling to another planet but yeah i don't know he, he really does elon Musk really does talk about it like very nonchalant like, like yeah let's live on another planet no big deal i'm like no big deal <laughs> me checking to see if it's raining outside is no big deal like a whole nother planet like come on now <laughs> no yeah that's yeah no, no, those would be good questions i wonder what, what does come from it though it's hilarious man and it's it's awesome it, but it's, yeah. it's 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 coming like mm -hmm. that's the crazy part is like like when i was a kid back in the 80s so a lot of people don't even know when that was. Um, there were like jokes about like space stations and like, and then all of a sudden they had like, these things have come so far that like, yeah. this for real is gonna happen at some point and we're probably gonna see it. So like, I guess it would probably be best to know if we are gonna do this, if, like alien could actually happen. Yeah. Instead of just turning the corner and being like, 
the one guy that says, I'll be right back, right? Because that's the last thing you can say in a horror movie because you're definitely going to die. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, like, not coming back. <laughs> yeah, you turn the corner and some like creature is just like swallows you whole. Yep. And I bet every single human being listening to this right now is like, this is not the direction I expected this conversation to go. Right. And that's I, like, I tried <laughs> that's to preface awesome. it and I was like, you can go down multiple rabbit holes with this one, but. I, mean, I try to leave it on the surface level, but no, because they, whoever's listening, are like, "Oh wow, I didn't expect that." Nah, but, dude, uh, yeah, I love some, it. No movies like that. There was another movie. Uh, maybe it was like a documentary. It was like Bob Lazar. He was a guy who was working at Area Fifty One way back when. It was on Netflix, and uh, he kind of blew the lid on Area Fifty One, and they labeled him as basically like as a liar like they scrubbed his records like it's a good documentary so if anyone watches it if you google bob lazar i'm sure you can find it but uh i would say watch it for yourself develop your own, your own opinion but uh no that's some good stuff out there and i love a good conspiracy theory too don't get me wrong and I, i'm aware of it so i don't get too caught off on it but uh it's entertaining to say the least that's awesome man yeah. But, you know, we got into some of it, so hopefully mm-hmm. we can get you to go down a different rabbit hole with this one. Okay. But, I mean, it, it, it's no joke that this season's been tough, man. Like, it's been mm-hmm. hard. It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of stress and all this. So, hopefully, you'll able you'll be able to, to do this also soon. But, man, what's, what's Josh's escape? So, my escape, Jan, this probably stems back to <clears> – <throat> probably just when I was younger and like in high school, maybe middle school, but my escape, bad day, good day, or I just want to be alone. I want time to myself. I got free time. What am I going to do? My safe haven will be just basketball. I think for me, nothing will be an empty gym, loud music, a hooping, like the rock, like that's all you need. Um, I think and the reason why I say I think that stemmed from growing up I remember back in high school, like we didn't have access to the gym 24-7, like kind of I do now. So I remember I would, me and my buddy, my best friend, Brian, we would sneak into the gym at night or sneak into the gym whenever we could and just get shots up and just play one-on-one, whatever. Um, there are sometimes there are courts outside, but like when school was out and it was the summer, they take the rims off the court. So we were always trying to find somewhere to play hoops. Like we didn't have a basketball court in our garage or anything like that. So we'd sneak into the gym to a point where like we got caught and then they gave us access but didn't tell anybody so you fast forward um I think when I internship with the Sacramento Kings you know I had 24 access 24 hour access so I would come in like when guys are on the road and I would just come to gym 10 11 o'clock at night and just shoot hoops but for me Jay like that was just like giving me peace of mind just to shoot work on the game um, even like now here, like I still have 24 hour access. I just come in to shoot on my own just because, like I said before, bad day, good day. I don't know what it is about me. It just, it distracts me. It gets my mind off of it. I'm not thinking about whatever's on my mind. So like you said, with this season, with COVID, you know, the starting, the stopping, the no swabs, <laughs> uh, just like all the uncertainty. So I think for anyone who's listening, I think it's important that you all just take a moment and hear what I'm saying and just reflect and like, you know what, like, good or bad year you got through it you're still here so uh, i think 2020 uh this basketball season this 2020 life in general has been enduring in and of itself so to say we all made it is a positive positive because some people didn't um so there's times where like our guys can come to the gym because you know we're on lockdown and then here i am trying to sneak in and i may or may not have gotten in trouble for it but uh <laughs> it's just little things like that and like 
I've never taken it for granted, but I think it always like strengthened my perspective of it and how much I appreciate it. So yeah, my safe haven, just getting on the court, playing basketball one-on-one, that's probably like my go-to. Um, yeah, and I, it stemmed from an early age, not being able to go into the gym and then now coming full circle, I can just go in whenever I want. I think now the thing I'm looking forward to, like I guess after co- post-COVID or post-vaccine, depending on how things go down, is actually being able to play five on five or full court. Like gyms and stuff are closed. Like I would join a rec league or just play open gym on Sundays or whatever. But that hasn't been a thing yet. So every once in a while, I go, I go on Google and see like where people are playing in Western Mass. But uh, good day, bad day. Like I said, like basketball is always going to be there. Like it's been there for me from the beginning. So if I'm having a bad day, like just go to the gym, turn some music on, get some shots up. And like usually by then, like it's rare. I don't think it's ever happened where I, I did that and I didn't feel better about whatever situation I had going on. I dig it, man. I think that's great. And I think that like all too often, we like to look at those escapes or those resets as things that are done sporadically, but having something that you can do um, regularly is even more important. Yeah. And, and I also think that line is worth a million dollars. Good or bad year, you got through it. You're still here. I can't tell you how much I needed to hear that right now, dude. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> it's been a and struggle think, with us for a minute. And I think the other thing with that, because, like, good or bad, like, we still made it. And I never, I didn't, I said, I shouldn't say never, but I didn't, like, compare my situation to others. But I did that. I found myself doing that frequently during COVID because while I was complaining, like, man, why we got to test twice a week or in season, why we got to test three times a week or why do we got to swab? I don't believe in like, regardless of what my beliefs are and things of that nature with COVID, there's somebody going through a, like someone has to go through some jump through way more hoops than I do. Whether it be, excuse me, whether it be, uh, you know, the health care workers like still working through it or people who like lost their job. Like I'm thankful I didn't lose a job. I didn't have to be furloughed or anything like that. So glasses, and for another line, like glass, the glasses always have full. So while like this year was a struggle and like it was very trying, it definitely could have been worse. It can always be worse. So I think just trying to have that perspective also is like, hey, you gotta get through it, but just know like while this is hard, somebody's going through something way worse than you. And they might not even have the mental capacity like to deal with it. Like, at least I feel like I got a fighting chance. Like, imagine losing your job. You have, like, kids' mouths to feed, but you don't have any money. And, like, that little stimulus check, like, people get excited for the stimulus check. That's not helping those people. Like, you might keep the lights on a little bit longer. So, for me, complaining about, they're like, oh, you complain about swabbing your nose? Like, I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids tonight. So, I think having that perspective, and I think growing up through hardships and stuff like that always helped bring me, like, clarity to the situation. But, uh, no, for like good or bad, like we got through it. We're all here. People who are still going through it, like I'm here for you. Like I get it because I've been there before. But I just try not to lose sight of like how good we still got it. Because in the, the day, like didn't lose our job, right? Still get to perform. Um, still get to train our players and stuff like that. So I can't complain about doing a swab. Whether I have to get up like today, I think I have to get up at be here at eight thirty to get the uh, test done. But um, I'm not like I'm not worried about feeding anyone. Like I still have a job i didn't lose any money my lights and bills are still paid so it'd be very selfish of me to why me why me why me like during COVID, it's like yo somebody's being affected way worse than you doing COVID. like just try to keep perspective on that so 
I mean, yeah, for now, it's if I'm going through something, I get on the court and play basketball and then just self-reflect and realize it could always be worse. So you got to count your blessings. No doubt, man. That's, that's freaking great stuff. Josh, man, it's always great to see you. I'm glad you're doing great. I'm glad things are Appreciate good. Appreciate it, Jay. And I hope that we can catch up for real down here the next time because uh, it stinks that you made the trip down here twice and we couldn't even show you around because it's, uh, it's a fun right. time. I want to check out your spot. Um, even like we seen VCU because we practiced there. Like we uh, stopped by and seen uh, seen their uh, their basketball side with their facility and like how nice uh, Roots has it set up over there. But uh, but I like, couldn't even like speak in like talk. It was just awkward. 2020 makes it awkward, and I feel like I'm already kind of an introvert. So when I do try to reach out, and then Kobe puts a halt to it, it's like, man, I'm really trying. You're not making it easier. But uh, no, definitely next time around, I think it would be different because I'll be excited to actually get down there and actually chop it up and talk, and not just to have court or virtually at least. No doubt, man. No yeah. doubt. Listen, buddy, truly appreciate your time. This is fantastic stuff, and we'll be in touch soon. Sounds good, Jay. Appreciate it, man. Thank you again. Yeah, man. Cheers.